0: God bless you this morning. As you know, Pastor Danny and First Lady and the family they're on vacation, so I have the privilege to bring a word this morning, and I'm excited. I'm excited, church, because I believe God has an on-time word this morning. God is an on-time God. If you're going through something, This morning, God has a word for you. If you think you're alone, you're not. If you think you're away from his presence, you'll never be away from his presence. Where can you go? Come on, somebody. Where can you go from the presence of the Lord? You can't go nowhere. God is always chasing after us. If you will, turn your Bibles to Jonah. And we've heard... We've read this book many a times. It's it's only four chapters. I'm not going to read the four chapters, but I will read the whole chapter one. If you're there, can I get an amen? Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise go to Nineveh that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish so he paid the fare thereof and he went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence Of the Lord, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wear that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he laid and he was. To sleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so, be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then say they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. They said unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wroth and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wroth and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleases thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a, a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for your, your goodness and being with us this morning, Father. Father, we thank you, Father, because we're only here, Lord, because of your compassion. We're only here because of your grace. We're, we're only here because of your love towards us, oh God. So, Father, I pray that you... Bless your people this morning. I pray that the words, Father God, in all the meditation that has been in my heart, that has been in my mind all week long, Father God, I, I pray, Father God, that your, that your word goes forth, Lord, on, on, on good hearts this morning. I, I pray that their hearts be receptive of your word this morning. Holy Spirit, move among your people this morning. Holy Spirit, remind them that they belong to God. Remind them that whatever they're going through this morning, they're not alone, for you are with them, O Lord. Remind them, oh, God, that you will never forsake them and you will never leave them, Lord, that you will be with them for the rest of their lives, oh, God. That their hope is in you, oh, God. Holy Spirit refresh us this morning, Lord. We pray that your word, hallelujah, that your word touches those hearts this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, Praise the Lord. God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. First of all, I just want to welcome everybody to Harvest Point Church this morning if you're a, if you're a visitor this morning, we're glad to have you this morning. But like I said before. The book of Jonah, many of us have read the book of Jonah in the past. we probably read this book two or three times or even more. And and we hear about the word of the Lord coming on to Jonah. And how Jonah refused to obey the word of the Lord. And we hear that he goes the opposite direction. Right? We hear that he he paid the fare. And and we hear how God uh, uh, caused this storm to come upon the sea. And then we hear about him sleeping on the bottom of the ship, and we also hear about lots being cast, and it falls on Jonah. We've read this story before. We know what happens. He tells him, just throw me overboard, and, and everything will be calm. And we know about the well. We know about the whale swallowing up Jonah, and we know about Jonah being in the well three days and three nights. We also know about how he prayed for the Lord while he was in the belly of the well. And how he, how he turned to God and said, God, I would do thy will. And he went and, and we know about the, the well vomiting and spitting out Jonah right there at the shores of Nineveh. And we know how Noah preached uh, the greatest sermon that was ever preached. I believe it was 120,000 people that were saved from the king on down. But let me tell you, this ain't a fairy tale. You know, a lot of people think that Jonah... And the whale is a a children's story. But I'm here to tell you this. He was a prophet from God. That even Jesus said, I am like the prophet of Jonah. That when Jonah was in the belly three days and three nights, in the whale's belly, I will also be in the earth three days and three nights. So he validates the book of Jonah. And trust me, this book here is... It's not a fairy tale, but it is God's telling us that we all are like Jonah. We've all gone the opposite direction. But thank God that God touched your life, and here you are this morning. If you've ever read Matthew well. Verse 39, that's where you'll come across where Jesus is telling the scribes and the Pharisees because they want to see a sign. And he says, you evil and adulterous generations always looking for a sign. But I'm not going to show you a sign. But if you want a sign, this is the sign. The sign of Jonah. That he was in the belly of the well. Three days and three nights I'll be in the in in the heart of the earth, three days and three nights. But guess what? Even as great as Jonah was, and even as great as his preaching was, and even even as great as as the Lord uh, uh, saved Nineveh, greater am I than Jonah. No matter what situation you're going through this morning, no matter the heartbreaks, and no matter who's hurt you in the past, and and it doesn't matter uh, uh, the heartaches and the and all the tears that you've cried, and you've cried yourself to the bed, there's somebody that's greater than your pain. So we know that Jesus validated the book of Jonah. I'm going to read you verse 1. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. So we know Jonah was hearing from God. Come on, somebody. Can I ask just a simple question this morning? It's not a hard question. Something that you have to go home and think about the answer. Something that you might study upon the question. It's just a simple question. Why are you here this morning? Why are you here this morning? I know systematically... We come to church every Sunday. It's a repeated pattern. We, we, we put on our Sunday's beds. We put on our, our nice suits, our nice pair, pair of jeans, and a nice pair uh, a nice shirt. And women get all dressed up and put on their makeup. And we know this is a, a, a routine that we all do every Sunday. But why are you here this morning? Did you come to tell somebody about your summer break? Come on, somebody. I know most of us have been on vacation, so did you come this morning to tell somebody about your Florida vacation? I know where you've been. <laughs> did you come here this morning to tell them about your trip to uh, Miami, Florida? Your trip to Cabo. I forgot the other ones. <laughs> Just yesterday I was heading to work and I forgot my little headset and I had to turn back around and, 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 uh, to get my little headset because I like to uh, listen to Christian music. And so I went and I stopped at a quick trip and, 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 uh, and I got me a cup of coffee and I got me those little taquitos that they sell, two for like two twenty nine dollars or something like that. So when I go to work, I park kind of like in the back so I walked all the way in the building, and, and I thought I had my tacos. First of all, I forgot my headphones, and now I forgot my tacos. So I hope I don't forget what the word of the Lord is saying this morning. And I hope you don't forget when, when you leave this morning what the Lord has said to you. I pray that you came here this morning to hear what the Lord has to say. Because I know, how, I know how life is. I know how, how the week can go along. I know how you can go to work uh, Monday through, through Friday. And some of you might even work Saturday. I know about the busyness of life and how we hear uh, uh, about uh, what he says and she says. And, and we hear about the trouble with the economy. And we hear all these different voices throughout the week. But I hope that you came here this morning ready to hear what God has to say. So Jonah, he clearly heard the word of the Lord that when we come to church on Sunday, let it not be just a a check mark. Let it not just be a Sunday routine where, hey, I have to go to church because it's Sunday and it's tradition, so I just go to church and say that I've done my Sunday uh, duty. But going to church is more than just getting dressed up. It's more than just Get it in your fancy car and drive it to church. And it's more than just fellowship. And with us, brothers and sisters. And don't get me wrong, fellowship is great. But it's more than that when we come to church. We need to know what God has to say for us in our lives. Jonah heard clearly from the word of the, of the Lord, but he went the opposite direction. Let us not be a church that when we come here that we hear a word from God and then Monday you start going the opposite direction and continue that travel into Saturday afternoon and say, well, I better turn back because I know I have to go to church on Sunday. You know, we struggle just like Jonah. We're not different than Jonah. We're exactly just like Jonah. He was a human being just like we are. He clearly hears God speaking. When we come into the house of the Lord, we have a pastor that is so passionate about God that he goes into his prayer closet all week long to bring us a word on Sunday morning. And so when we hear pastor teaching and preaching, we know we are hearing from God's own heart. And I believe you're hearing from God's heart this morning too. And God is saying that we struggled. We struggle with his word. Jonah had, a, had an issue with, with the word of the Lord because he wanted, he wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh. And any of you that have studied, studied the history of Nineveh and the history of the Israelites, they were not best of friends. The Ninevites would, 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 would capture the Israelites and, and, and they would torture them while they were still alive. Cut their arms off, cut their legs off, cut their heads off, cut the noses off, cut the ears off. And I even read where some scholars said that they would even dig a pit and have the Israelites just go in the pit and bury them from the neck down so the vultures would just feed off their heads while they were still alive. So here the Lord is telling, telling Jonah, I want you to go to that place, to the place where where the where the people have have been torturing God's people. But Jonah didn't want to go because Jonah really knew the heart of God. See, Jonah had a relationship with the Lord. And he knew God was gracious. And he knew God was compassionate. And he knew God was loving. And he knew that if he would go over there and preach uh, the, 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 the repentance sermon, that God would have compassion on his enemy. And sometimes we struggle with the word because the word is telling us that we need to forgive somebody. Somebody that has hurt you. Somebody that has betrayed you. And somebody that you relied and depending on us let you down. But guess what the word says? Love thy enemy. Oh, we struggle with that. We're, Lord, Lord, uh, 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 I, don't, I don't mind hearing that you love me. I don't mind hearing that I'm your treasure possession. And I don't mind hearing that I'm the apple of your eye. But you want me to love my enemy? You want me to forgive them? You want me to, 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 to approach them and they've mistreated me the last year or so or maybe all my life? You want me to go back to my father who was abusive? You want me to go back to my mother who abandoned me when I was a child? You want me to go to my parents who gave me up for adoption? Come on, Lord. Lord, my wife hasn't been treating me good lately, but you want me to treat her like Jesus treated the church? Now now I'm hitting home. You want me to love my wife? She didn't even cook my, my dinner last night. She knew I worked 12 hours. On my way home, I get a text. My wife says, Pick you up something to eat. I didn't cook tonight. <laughs> True story. True story. I don't know about you men, but when after you do 12 hours, you want to come home and eat. Wives, here we go. Don't think you got away this morning. Submit unto your husband as unto the Lord. But Lord, you don't understand. He doesn't, he doesn't love me like he first loved me when we got married. He All he thinks about is playing golf. All he thinks about is sports. All, all he thinks about is hanging around his, with his buddies. And you want me to submit to him? Oh, how we struggle with the word of the Lord. I got a little okay. The little red light's coming on. So we complicate things. We we struggle and we wrestle with the Word of God. You know, I I I, I hear I hear even even church going people, Christians, that say, "I don't understand the Word of God. I don't understand that King James version." But but I'm here to tell you, God makes a way. If you need to start off. There's no excuse. There's no excuse why we can't understand what the word of the Lord is saying. We understand what he's saying. We just want to complicate things. We just want to fight with the Lord. We just want to wrestle with the word of God. But we actually know what the Lord is saying. And even the unbelievers say, well, well, well. why does the Bible say don't get drunk with wine but get Jesus turned water into wine? You know how they, they, they want to twist the word of God. And, and, but, but God, Jesus was just doing that first miracle to let you know about the, the new covenant. Come on now. See, here's the thing about God. God can turn water, this thing right here, into wine. Just like that. Just like that. So no matter what situation that you're going through right now, The thing that's troubling your mind right now, the thing you're worried about tomorrow, maybe your doctor's visit, God can change that situation just like that. Oh, how we complicate things. And the word of God is is just so simple. And if you don't understand, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. But really, really we do understand. We just go the other direction. I'm not going to forgive that person. Right now I'm not loving my wife. And right now I'm not going to submit to my husband. Right now I'm not going to obey my parents. Right now I'm not feeling like loving my kids right now. I got them on timeout. right now but we struggle, we wrestle with the word of God. But the Bible says that after Jonah hearing the word of the Lord, he goes the opposite direction. He goes down to Joppa. And he pays. He pays the fare. He pays to get on that ship. He pays to go as far as way as he can get away from God, he paid for that. He paid for it. If you're going the opposite direction, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for going the opposite direction where the Lord wants you to go. You're going to pay for that. He literally went in his little pouch, took out his money. And he paid for that. See, we know the story already. We know that the storm's coming. We know that the well's coming. We know that all this trouble is coming. We know that because we read the book. But he paid for that. He Paid for that trouble. He paid for that storm he's in. We can't blame God when we're in a situation that we're in because we paid for it. Sometimes we're in a situation and we want to seek God at that time, but God was telling us the right way to go. See, there's a narrow road and a wide road. You know, we hear about Jesus saying, there's a narrow road where Only a few find it in a wide road. But they're not side by side. The narrow road is that way. The wide road is this way. And when you choose the wide road, you're going the opposite direction. You're not right next to God, believe me. You're, You're going as far away from God as you possibly can. And I believe there's some people in here that are on that road right now this morning. But I got a word for you this morning. God has a word for you this morning. And so he paid for that. Uh, 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 I wanted to get an analogy for this. So, so I, I, I went in and, 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 and read about dogs. They say that. They say that chocolate. Is very toxic to a dog. That if they consume too much, that they could even die from it. And there's been some vets that have testified that the dog just ate too much chocolate and they couldn't do nothing for the dog. But a lot of times the dogs will survive. But there's there's a poison that's inside of them and they begin to to vomit and they begin to have seizures right but the dog don't know no better it 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 tasted so good it just kept licking it it kept it kept eating it and and, and it was so sweet when it first started you know that sin that that you're in it it was it was just sweet when it first started i just wanted a little taste of it and but then you got caught up in it and and I just wanted to try it out because my friends were trying it out. But, but I, just, I just wanted to try to and see what that drug would do to me. Oh, it started off so sweet. And now look at you. You paid for that. You thought this in your own mind. You went into your own pocket, took the money, and you paid for that. And now you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I paid for that. And it cost me. Pastor Josh one time said, Sin is going to cost you. Pastor Josh said, Sin will take you further than you want it to go, Sin will keep you longer than you want it to stay, and Sin will cost you more than you want it to pay. There was a time in my life where I was just like Jonah and I looked in the mirror and I looked around and my family was gone. I paid for that. I did that. I lived. A, I was walking down that white road and all of a sudden I come back and my family was gone. I paid for that. I couldn't blame God. I couldn't blame God. I did it. I consciously thought about doing the things that I wanted to do I didn't care about my wife, I didn't care about my kids. I did the I did the alcohol. I I did the hanging around with my friends. I paid for that. And I looked and my family was gone. We paid for it. We paid. When we go on that wide road, it's costly. It's going to cost you. But the Bible says that the Lord caused a, a great storm. So you can't you never can't leave the presence of the Lord, even in your own sin. God, aren't you glad for that? <laughs> God's always in the pursuit of those that are lost. You know, people say, I was watching Forrest Gump. Everybody likes Forrest Gump. And he, there was one scene where Lieutenant Dane was already like a I want to say they were in New York. I might be wrong, but they were getting ready for the New Year's celebration. And, 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 of course, Lieutenant Dane was going through rehab, and he has, he has uh, uh, Forrest Gump in his apartment. Have you found Jesus? Because that's what all they talk about in the rehab. I, have you found Jesus? And, and, and Forrest Gump said, well, how do you know I was supposed to be looking for him. See, you can't find Jesus when you're lost. I don't think you heard me. He goes and finds you. He goes and finds you. He created that storm. He caused the the sea to be tempted. Tempestuous, as the Bible puts it, he cost it to where even the the ship would almost break. And they 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 tell everybody pray to your God, and they would even try to lighten the ship and throw things overboard to to lighten the the ship, but nothing would work, and and all the shipmasters and the marine, the mariners were saying, pray to thy God, pray to your God, and see if it would calm the storm, but nothing would happen, but the shipmaster, the Bible says, went down to the bottom of the ship and found Jonah asleep, and told him, "What men is thou, O sleeper? Church is not a time to be sleeping right now. Fathers, it's time to teach your kids about the love of God. Come on, somebody, your family is on un- your family is about to break." Teach him about the Lord. Your marriage is, a, is about to break. Seek after God. You know what Jonah said? Just throw me overboard. And God has calmed the he didn't say, Well, this he didn't agree. Pray to thy God. Because he knew that if he prayed, the Lord would calm the storm. But he still knew that God is calling him to go to Nineveh. There's still a job that needs to be done. So he didn't, he didn't ask. He didn't pray at that moment to God to calm the storm. He said, just throw me overboard. Just throw me overboard. He, in other words, he still did not want the people from Nineveh to be saved from, from the gracious love of God. I was with, my, with the armor bearer, Richard. I was reading Psalms. I'm, I'm sorry, Ezekiel thirty three eleven. He says, I, the Lord God, have no pleasure... In the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Why why would God be so interested in, 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 in the people of Nineveh who have been so mean to God's own people? But if you read in Second Chronicles 7:14, where the Lord says, If my people who are called by my name would humble the, themselves and turn away from their wicked way. So even God's people were wicked. But they always turned to God and God's face would shine upon them. The same God that loved the Israelites is the same God that even loved the pagan people in Nineveh. Come on, somebody. The same God that loves the, the Jews is the same God that loves the Gentiles. The same God that loves those that are in bondage is the same God that loves those that are free. Hello, somebody. I'm only preaching because God saved me. I'm only preaching because of his gracious love that has slowed their anger, right? I'm only here because of his graciousness. So why are you here this morning? Same reason. But he would rather die than to pray to God. Some of us are still trying to, to lighten the ship that you're on. You're, 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 you're trying to fix your own problems. And you're, 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 you're trying to, to do things on your own and fix your own situation. But you can't do it apart from God. Jonah could have prayed and the storm would have stopped. So many times we're trying to fix everything on our own power, by our own strength, but it's not, we can't do it by our own power. We have to do it by the spirit of the Lord. We need God's help. We need Jesus in our lives. But yet, you rather quit on God. Because that's basically what Jonah did. He quit on God. He quit on Nineveh. He quit on God's, even even, even Nineveh was, was God's. God's people was on the wicked. He doesn't take pleasure in the wicked dying in their sin. That's not our God. He, he, he's, he's very patient. He's very long-suffering. He doesn't even want no one today to date or perish but to come to repentance. The same God in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament. He loves his creatures. He loves his people. Don't think that we're better than anybody else because we were at we were on the other side of the track once before. How soon we forget. Don't forget. Don't forget where we came from. This humbles us. And we need to help that humble spirit to be able to go and and walk with the Lord. You're not going to walk with the Lord with pride. You walk with the Lord in humility. So, So, Jonah is thrown overboard. He didn't pray to God. He He he, he basically just wanted to quit. And some of you just want to quit here this morning. But I'm here to tell you, don't quit on God. Don't quit on God. Because God's not quitting on you. He won't give up on you. If that was the case, I would not be preaching this morning. He didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on you. That's why you're here this morning. Come on, somebody. But God is just asking us to do something simple. Go just forgive your brother. Forgive your sister. Your sister. But yet you would rather quit on God and live it with anger and rage and bitterness in your heart. God doesn't want that for you. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on God. And so we know the story. We know the story that that... They went ahead and threw him overboard, and, and he was swallowed up by this great fish. And Jesus calls it a, the well, the belly's well. People say, well, it's just a big fish. It's, it's just a well. I mean, it's just a fish. Not a, It's not a well. But Jesus called it a well. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And so we know the story. He was swallowed up by the well, right? You would think it's over. You would think that's the end of Jonah. Sometimes when our loved one is out there in the world and being swallowed up by the world, we just think that's the end of the story, that they'll never change. I don't know how my parents felt when I was out there in the world. But I truly believe my parents prayed for me. They didn't give up on me. They prayed for me. As a parent, we need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our spouses. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our community. We need to pray for our city. We need to pray for our coworkers. Can I get an amen this morning? We need to pray. We need Jesus. We're not going to make it without him. I know the Lord gave me something, and I don't want to miss it out. miss out on telling you this morning, so I'm looking for it right now. So they threw Jonah overboard, and Jonah swallowed up by the great well. And we would think that that's the end of the story. Whether you're going through something today or not, but if you are, I'm here to tell you it's not the end of your story. You see, God has the last word. Your story doesn't end here. Your story doesn't end today. You might be in a situation right now that you're not familiar with. It's something new to you. You might be traveling the road you've never been down that road before. Or you might be going through a hardship right now that you've never been through that hardship before. But that's not the end of your story. There's another chapter. There's another chapter in your life. and, And God's already written the next chapter. See, sometimes we get caught up being in this chapter. But I'm here to tell you, there's another chapter in your life. See, Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. So I know there's another chapter for me. I know this ain't the end for me. I I know the hardship that I'm that I'm dealing with. I know, I know it's not the end. Because I have someone that loves me with an everlasting love. That love that never fails and his, his mercy endures forever. There's another chapter, baby. There's another chapter. This chapter right now that you're going through, if you're going through a hardship, this chapter doesn't define you. See, some of you might know me from my past and you think my past defines me, but that was, that was an old chapter. See, God wrote another chapter for me. See, I've been, I've been bought <laughs> with the blood of Jesus and, and Jesus wrote a new chapter in my life. The old chapter was back there but I got a new chapter ahead of me. Come on somebody. So hold your head up. Hold your head up. He's not through with you yet. So why are you here this morning? better slow this thing down because they wanted me to preach at almost noon. But God is good. God is good. But here's the good thing. That even if you're in a situation right now, like Jonah was, he was in in the belly of the the well and He started to pray to God. Sometimes we forget how important prayer is in our lives. Sometimes we we just go through our daily lives and not even pray to God during the week. We can come up here and pray for our brothers and sisters. And that's, that's wonderful because that's what the Lord wants us to do. We can pray for one another on Sundays, but let's not forget to pray for our brothers. And don't wait for Tuesday night, because that's our prayer night. Tuesday night prayer. Don't wait for Tuesday night to pray. Well, Pastor, when do I stop praying? Well, the Bible says, pray without seasoning. We don't, we don't ever stop praying. Come on, somebody. We don't ever stop praying. Hallelujah. Pray for me right now. <laughs> Pray for me. You see, the devil will put a lot of stuff in our lives, and he'll put distractions, and he'll put the cares of life in our lives, and he'll, he'll do anything because he knows there's power in prayer. He knows you're actually a, he knows you're a warrior for the Lord. He knows that when you pray, things are going to change. Come on, somebody. So he puts distractions in your life. You know, he'll, he'll put, he'll put, uh, I'm not saying children are distractions, but we have a family. That's why Apostle Paul would say, I'd rather you not get married because if you're a husband, you're, you're going to have to tend to your wife or if, you have, or if you're a wife, you're going to have to tend to your husband. There, there's so many distractions out in the world and, and, and Satan knows that at, and Satan knows that 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 there is power. That when we pray, we release the power of God from heaven. Come on, somebody. There's there's. He knows we you're a threat to the Lord or to the devil. You're not a threat to the Lord. Believe me, you're not a threat to the Lord. You're a threat to him. Put that down in your spirit. I'm a threat to Satan and all his attacks. Because I believe if, if you keep saying that, you'll pray more. If you say that I'm a threat to his kingdom, you'll pray more. You are a threat to his kingdom. Come on, somebody. So Jonah was in the belly of the whale and And he prayed unto the Lord and and he finally got things lined up with the Lord and said he'll go to Nineveh and he'll go warn the Nineveh people, the Ninevites, about the wrath of God. Because if they don't repent, the wrath of God would be the judgment. I'm here to tell you that God wants us to repent. If you've never given your life over to the Lord, he's saying repent. He's already paid the price. Jesus was the propitiation. He, he was the satisfactory price for, for us being set free. The price has already been paid. All you have to do is go to God and receive that free gift. That's all you have to do. It's not that difficult. But see here's the thing that when we when we give our lives over to the Lord now the Lord's in control of our lives you see that's the thing some people some people want Jesus as savior but not as Lord people say that they're saved but yet they're still living in sin You hear me people are saved but they're still doing the things that they did before they were saved. So my question is, are, are you really saved? Because God is, is all-powerful. That when he saves, he saves. He delivers you from that addiction. He delivers you from whatever situation you're in. He delivers you from that rebellious state. He's not only Savior, but he's Lord and Savior. So being in the well three days and, and three nights, I can only imagine what Jonah looked like when, when the well vomited him up or threw him up. I don't know about you. I do my best to not overheat because the last thing I want to do is puke. Y'all laughing, but that's it's for real. I don't I don't like that. I don't, I don't like when things come out like that nastiness. It's it stinks. It stinks. When the kids were growing up, and one of the kids would get sick, have a stomach virus, and they would they would throw up. Uh, baby, can can you pick that up? Because I can't <laughs> I can't stand I can't stand the smell. So Jonah was in the belly of of the whale three days and three nights. Can you imagine? There's some acids inside of our stomach that, you know, three days, 72 hours, folks, in the whale's belly. They said that that acid probably was eating up on Jonah's skin that you probably wouldn't even be able to recognize him and and of course, after the well threw him up, I'm sure there was a stench. I'm sure there was a stench. Uh-uh-uh. He didn't look good. He he didn't smell right. He didn't he didn't dress right. He he didn't act right. You know, he, there was something different about him. He wasn't the same Jonah when he first took off the opposite direction. There was a difference in Jonah's life. You see, when the world gets a hold of us, it will beat us down and it will it'll, it'll crumble us and it will it'll, it'll make us feel like we're not even worthy of God's love. And the devil was just eating up on us and telling us, God doesn't love you or God doesn't care about you. Your own family doesn't even care about you. So we're being beaten up by the enemy's lies. And, and, and there Jonah was, after he was vomited, he, his, 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 his skin had probably bleached from that acid. That acid probably started eating up his skin and he didn't look the same as before. I and mean, like I said, he probably had a, he probably had a stench. But here's the thing. I'm going to come back to this point. But when Jonah went the opposite direction and he was thrown overboard, he's already the opposite direction. He's already going the opposite direction. Nineveh is over there. Tarshish is over here. He He was miles away from Nineveh but they throw him overboard over there and he's swallowed up by a well and guess what that well took him right back to where he was supposed to go see sometimes we go through a a, a hardship we go through troubles and why is this happening to me and why am I going through this God is just bringing you back right back to him The troubles that we go through the the heartaches the 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 doctor's uh uh diagnosis or 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 whatever the Lord has told you and it and it seems to bother you and it's and it's troubling you and and all of a sudden all, this trouble all it's doing is taking you back back to the lord if it wasn't for the trouble in my life, I probably be, wouldn't be here right now, but I cried out in the midst of my trouble and he had a well just for me his name was Jesus come on somebody so the well swallowed him up and took him right back to his destination probably vomiting him up right there on the shores of Nineveh. And the Bible says that he walked to the city of Nineveh. Mind you, he's, he hadn't eaten for three days and three nights. And, and, and he, that acid in that whale's belly probably ate up his skin. And, of course, we know he he's probably smells pretty bad. And so now he enters Nineveh and <clears throat> I can just imagine the people looking at him, they didn't know him. But I can just imagine as he goes into the city where the crowd was and they were looking at him and and I'm sure that as he was coming towards the city and the people were there, you know, they were trying to keep the distance no he's he don't look good he's unclean he smells but i'm sure they were curious as to who this person was and where he came from i'm about to end and they probably Started to shout from a distance, Hey, what happened to you? And he probably answered, Let me tell you about a God that can save you from the pits of hell. Let me tell you about a loving God that can take you out of a crack house and take you into his own house. Let me tell you about a loving God that can take you from that bar into a place of worship. Let me tell you about a God who's full of compassion, who's full of love, who's full of grace, Rich in mercy. Let me tell you about this God. Let me tell you about the God that loves me. You see, I was headed the wrong direction. But I'm here because God sent me here. You see, I was on the wrong road, but God had a had a purpose in my life. And, and God has a purpose for your life. But, but I was traveling the wrong road, and, and, and God saved me, and And I'm here to tell you about his love. I'm here to tell you about his grace. You see, I live to tell about it. That's the title of this morning. Live to tell about it. You see, I wasn't wasn't a saint. I wasn't worshiping the God, the true and living God. I I was doing my own thing, but I'm here to tell you there's a loving God. I'm here to tell you that he's full of grace and full of mercies, and his love is everlasting. He knows everything about me, and he never gave up on me. I I should have died a long time ago, but I'm here because I'm living to tell about it. Some of you are here because God delivered you from a situation, and you're living to tell about it. Hey, you're here and you want to worship God because you, all you want to do is, is tell God, God, I thank you. And I live it because I'm going to tell my family, I'm going to tell my neighbor, I'm going I'm to tell my co worker about your goodness. I live to tell about it. You see, I should have died in my sins, but God stepped in. I should have been in prison, but God intervened. I should have lost my last mind, but God embraced me. I should have overdosed, I should have drunk myself to death, but God showed up. I should have died in that car accident, but God showed up. Hey, hey. you should have had my funeral years ago, but God said, no. Hey. My wife should have never came back to me. but God had other plans. <laughs> my grandchild should have my grandson should have been brain dead, but God showed up. The disease should have killed me that that virus should have killed me, but I'm here to tell about it. I'm here to tell you that God's good to me. I'm here to tell about it. You're here to tell about it. God has, has saved you and delivered you to tell the world that there is a loving God. Come on, somebody. I'm here, and I lived to tell about it. Thrice, Apostle Paul said, three times was I beaten with rods, Once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, and night and a day I had been in the deep, and journeys often in in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, but I lived to tell about it, in perils in the sea, in pairs among false brethren, in my own weariness and in my own pain, I'm here to tell about it. I hungered and I thirsted and I went without food and, and I was out in the cold and I was, I was naked, but I lived to tell about it. I was left to, 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 to just die out there in the streets But here I am. I lived to tell about it. And if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. God is able. God is able. There's nothing too hard for God. If you're going through something right now, and you need a touch from God, uh, the altars are open.